Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unwiring Minds. I'm Raquel, your host, and today we have Nicole Schaefer, a licensed professional counselor and a sex and relationship coach. I'll let her get right to it. Hello. Thank you, Raquel, for having me on today. I'm super excited to talk about uh, sex and relationships and modern dating. I think this is going to be a great episode. Yes, I agree. I think it's definitely something that's out there that's important to be heard. And so I really want to just get your perspective on modern dating and really learn a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. So I think we're living in an age where people aren't even willing to date anymore because of what social media and apps have kind of done to modern dating. Um, from obviously so much is connected to the internet. And I think over the past years, especially millennials, and obviously every generation after that generation <laughs> is suffering from this so much more than anyone else who came before us, because that's what we grew up with. So for us to be introduced to dating as something that's done online, we don't form the connections in person or are even willing to get to know people in person. Um, and it makes, it's made it so much harder on everyone else to start to even have the ability to communicate in person. I don't think people know how to um, read each other socially and to even have the confidence to go up and introduce yourself to someone and tell them that you're interested. <laughs> and of course, like the intent of the internet and social media and apps was to bring us more together and to connect us, which it does. But unfortunately, it's a double-edged sword where as much as we're connected, we're disconnected emotionally. Like more than ever, you're seeing people who just go on apps and doom scroll and waste their time. And it's a dopamine hit. And that's kind of what's even scarier is because corporations are... Um, focusing on it. And, and that's what they want. They want you to spend as much time as possible on social media or on an app, because that brings them money. And they're going to be able to kind of advertise to us how they please. Um, which brings us back to like the loss of connection as though even though we are connected, we have people in our back pocket at all times. Unfortunately, that then brings us to the conclusion, there's going to be something better out there for me. Right. And we are constantly filtered the most beautiful people on social media and the apps because that's what's popular. And so back in the day, if you think about it, you know, most people were dating within their social circle or somebody who their family introduced them to church, like a local community, essentially. And you, they had no idea that these this level of beauty and um, just like interesting individuals were out there because it wasn't something we had access to. Our brain can't even process that uh, the amount that we get uh, fed to us now. Um, and so essentially going from that to what we have now, people are less likely to be in a committed relationship because they know, like I said, there's something else always in my back pocket. And when we sit there and wait for you know, that, that top 1%, the, the, the soulmate kind of feeling, you end up alone in actuality because that doesn't exist. Right. Right, right. That's, I mean, what, so what do you think, why do you think that we like try to approach that 1%, that soulmate feeling? It's been sold to us. It's something that's been fed to us. I think people don't, 
yes, there are individuals who understand how much work relationships take and not just intimate relationships, but friendships, even, you know, familial relationships, all of that requires work. But again, it's been sold to us, these fairy tales, these soulmates, this twin flame, where that all of that also requires work. Like you're not going to get to that soulmate level. You're not going to get to the, um, that comfortability and that ease without doing not only personal work, but work with your partner. And I think people see immediate red flags, which there are certain red flags that you shouldn't ignore, but then there's like orange flags where people are like, absolutely not. I I know somebody else that I can swipe on will be better for me. So I'll just pass on that person. When in reality, that could have been a great match for you had a little bit of work maybe been put in. So I think it's unfortunate for us. We're looking for ease and comfort more than anything. Right. So like, maybe we should stop um, letting like these orange flags, like stop (laughs) us from the reality that there is a possibility that this person is the right thing for us. But we just are making every we're trying to pick out all the negative things instead of letting like the positive things outweigh them so I mean yes thoughts on so with all this online dating and all these Mm -hmm. uh, platforms that are out there what do you think about them so again I know a ton of people who have met their husbands or wives on social media or even on dating apps and they're having wonderful lives but I don't think it was an easy process either and um you know if you are actually out on the dating apps and are very clear about your intent and have personal boundaries set in place for what you're looking for you'll have a better chance you'll be able to weed people out quickly and kind of see like, oh, this person is just interested in me sexually, or this person's interested in just being a pen pal. Um, And, you know, there's steps you can take being on a dating app too, where it's like, okay, we've messaged for two days and there's no plan set yet. Maybe this isn't going to be what I want. So being able to call that stuff out quickly, um, I think is really helpful. And again, there's people who are on like seven dating apps at once. So I don't even know how they maintain, (laughs) but I think like it's two things you can, you can find someone who you really like and end up marrying or being in a long-term partnership with, or you can be stuck on the dating apps forever because you're not clear about your intent and you're really not making the effort yourself to grow in those relationships. If you're looking for something long-term. Yes, because do you feel like there's certain people that little, like with the fact that you're saying that some people like don't want to put in the effort. There's a certain effort that needs to be like put into relationships. Do you think that there's certain people that don't realize that there needs to be some work that needs to be put in? Definitely. Because of like that dream we've been sold, it should just be easy. The connection is there. I'll know when I meet them. It's like, that may be the case eventually, but I think more often than not, we have not done the work internally um, enough. Bless those who are in therapy because they're doing the work for everyone else. But again, I think people think they're very self-aware when in fact they end up picking partners who are mirroring parts of them that need to change. And so that's why when it gets hard, they're like, I'm out because it's something about them that they actually don't want to bring attention to. It's not necessarily about the other person. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people that um, they see their own defects in someone else in a way, and they just Mm -hmm. run away from that as fast as possible because they don't want also the other person to realize that they have them. 
and that yeah exactly there's no perfect um human being we're also like we're flawed at the end of the day and so I mean what do you think um is also challenging about people that do end up finding people online but do you think that there's certain challenges that come with that what do you think I would say one of the challenges in terms of like finding someone online is in the earlier stages of dating. So I think we all get insecure. It's like, okay, I met them on a dating app, which means they're probably still on the dating app. How do we address that? And sometimes you are very comfortable and open with that person that you're with. And the communication there is something that will happen eventually where it's like, okay, we're dating, we're in a relationship, let's take these profiles down. But I think that's when a lot of people get into situationships when they don't take those profiles down and they can't commit. Um, so that to me is one of the challenges about meeting on an app where it's like, okay, when is it time to commit? What, how do we make that next step? How do I even confront someone about still being on the app if you had already taken it down? Because it's like, you don't want to come off as clingy. You don't want to come off as needy. But in reality, it's like, you know what you want. You want to be in a relationship and this person is not there yet. Maybe they forgot, you know, they might not actually be using the app, but it's all about the comfort level that you have and like setting a boundary and setting your intentions. Yes, because also like what you said, there's a lot of like situationships that form out of those like lack of boundaries <laughs> and lack of stating what, what you want. And what do you mm. think, just in terms of like situationships, because I feel like that's super common right now. Um, yeah. Do you think that there's certain like drawbacks and like benefits of that sort of what we call situationships? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think there's both, of course. So I think if you're on the same page with the person that you're in a situationship, it could be great. Casual sex, essentially. Um, but my biggest thing is there has to be boundaries again like there has to be a spoken little rule book that you two are kind of abiding by to have the situationship work to both of yours benefits because I think it's nice to be able to have something like that it's it's within a time frame like you know that it's not going to last forever it has an expiration date um the problem arises when someone falls for the other and they don't want there to be an expiration date and they would like to pursue the relationship further. Uh, that's when I think you, you have to be comfortable with communicating what's going on and where you're at and what you would like out of the situationship. If that's to stop talking because you have feelings or if that's seeing if they're interested in taking that a step further. Um, and then obviously the drawback is like, is your partner in your situationship practicing safe, safe sex out of the sex with you? If that is like something you haven't talked about, um, do you have jealous feelings or does it bring up something in you that you don't like? There's so many routes that the situationship can take. And I think a lot of people end up getting their feelings hurt, unfortunately, but it doesn't have to be that if you have that, like, open communication style and then you have like a secure attachment in general it can be super beneficial for whatever time frame you deem yeah so I think what I got out of that is that clear communication helps and also making sure that you set your boundaries and they're very like communicated clearly so I think that that's clear <laughs> communication is the main part that I kind of get out of it 
And so I mean, thank you so much, uh, Nicole, for being here. I think yeah. that can learn a lot from what you just mentioned. And um, for our listeners, thank you for being here. And I will see you next time.